Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott. You ever wonder why sometimes when you're listening to the radio and it sounds like you're listening to a robot? Well, maybe you are. It's easier to do that in radio than it is in TV. I mean, not that I'm giving ideas to anyone. Glad to have you along on the program tonight. It means a lot that you'd spend some time with us as we head through the holiday season. Hope you're doing well. Tonight, uh, a subject that I'm very interested uh, in discussing after hearing about a few things uh, of late in the news. When it relates to artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, and I'm just wondering if there's something bigger, something larger Uh, At play here. We always dig deep on the program, as you know. But a few things that have caught my attention, one of those being this chat bot that people are obsessed with. It's called ChatGPT. And apparently it can chat for you, which is, of course, not too out of the norm because it's a chat bot. But it can also write essays and poems and sophisticated computer programs, from what I understand. Which looks really bad for you and I once these things are able to crank it out quicker, better, without as many mistakes or any mistakes. Get it in the same format every time. You don't have to train somebody. Uh, Do it cheaper. Do it all day long. Oh, and uh, you don't have to put up with the bitching. So there's that. I also saw that engineers at Cornell University have made some progress with a robot in the sense that this thing can, once detecting that it has been damaged or injured, it will then start to heal itself. So the things that were famous in the Terminator 
movies, or the one this year is Christmas, Bloody Christmas, if you haven't seen it. I have. Also have seen Violent Night. I'm not sure what it is about the Killer Santa movies this year, but they are all the rage. A Killer Robot Santa, well well done. If you're looking uh, to step out of reality or maybe into reality for an hour and a half or so, Christmas Bloody Christmas should do it for you. But I'm thinking also about the fact that, um, you know, these these robots that have the ability to 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 heal themselves on a on a larger level. We obviously know from the Terminator movies and from Christmas Bloody Christmas that you can eventually kill these things, but uh, they are superhuman nonetheless. But is it all just uh, science fiction? Or is there some truth to the plots that we've been uh, hearing about, seeing about over the decades? It's a very interesting thought. And to open up a conversation about the state of artificial intelligence and about even molecular level science kind of stuff that is going on and what that could possibly be used for. We've uh, brought back Dr. Christopher Macklin, who's an energy worker, a medical intuitive, spiritual and metaphysical lecturer, author and remote viewer who was born highly aware psychically. And he's been able to perceive energy fields and spirit activity and multidimensional phenomena since a very young age. Today, Dr. Macklin provides a full range of healing services that address a spectrum of physical, mental, and emotional issues. He treats emotional disorders, including addictions, chronic depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, specializes in healing abductees as well, and others who have suffered related trauma negative trauma in particular from ET-related experiences. He's also assisted with clearing homes and land, closing multidimensional portals, and works with the Illuminati fallout children who have been mind-controlled and physically tortured by ET-influenced governmental agencies and institutions. Tonight, we're going to go deep with Dr. Christopher Macklin. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here. Bless your heart. Good to have you here. So in, in the state of, of where we are, would you say that most folks are a bit naive for whatever reason to the the fact, I think, which is well documented, which is that we we are living in such a world with all this technology around us where, I mean, that's how we came up with the name of the show tonight, infiltrated. We're literally being infiltrated with technology uh this technology is coming in through ai uh through nanotechnology it is it is not just in the internet it's it's in the air it's in the water it's in the food it's in our homes it's in our cars it's in the electronics am i uh, overstating this oh no you're absolutely right it's everywhere and that's what the interesting thing is i mean you know, there's a few as well. There's a number of aspects to AI. One is, like you say, the robotics. Um, and you know, we were given this technology by the Greys, and of course, Hitler. You know, 
for abductions because the greys have destroyed their planet. Well, oh, what a surprise. So they're, they're taking human sperm and eggs and creating kind of grey humanoids. And that was done, and that was agreed to. Of course, on the demise of, you know, Hitler, it was, of course, transferred and all the scientists uh, to the USA. We know it's called the Paperclip Project. And all this technology came with them. Now, you know, the sad thing is we, I don't believe we're ready for it at all. Uh, I think it's like giving a keys to a two-year-old for a nice Ferrari. You know, how long is that going to last? Probably, I don't know, probably two minutes and it'll get crashed. And I think it's the same here. You know, this technology, um, we we weren't ready for. We don't have legislation and control to make sure that it's used for positivity. And so, you know, of course, there's a whole... Um, there's a whole unit of um, dark influence in this world, which is controlling most of it, which is sad. So, <clears throat> of course, is it used for good? Mm, probably not. So, so if you look at the robotics, you're right. You know, there's materials from the greys uh, that you know, if you sh- if you shoot somebody or they shoot the robot, it, it'll just re- reproduce itself. It'll it'll go back to the original state. You know, if you bend it, it goes back to the original state. These these metallic structures have been there for a long, long time. In addition to that, you know, if you look at robotics from um, the algorithm point of view, they run on algorithms, logical algorithms, but of course they learn. And so they go, you know, through different scenarios, they learn a lot, and then bit by bit they store the data. And again, because of quantum computers, I mean, quantum computers are extremely fast. It makes the old Cray, you know, I mean, I used to work with Crays. It makes the Crays look like dinosaurs compared with quantum computers. With a quantum computer, you can fit every single document ever written on this planet on a pinhead. And so if you can store that level of data and you can, you know, this these robotic systems ingest data, you know, on a, you know, second-by-second second basis, um, you can imagine that, you know, the amount of data they have and the speed of looking it up, they can use this data to, you know, create obviously artificial intelligence. That's what it's all about, you know. It's algorithm. So, so is that worrying? Well, of course it is, you know, because what happens, you know, it depends who created the algorithm, what they want to use it for. If they want to use it for negativity, you know, eventually the robot might think, you know what, these human beings are just a pest. Let's annihilate them. And, you know, what happens if that happens? So, you know, there does need to be legislation, I think, and controls in place to make sure uh, these things don't get out of control. So, you know, AI is also, of course, in social media. You know, if you mention someone like, well, I, I could do with a new car, suddenly all these adverts will come up because they'll listen to you 24-7. And, you know, I've, I've proved it with Facebook, you know, uh, in different things, and I've mentioned someone like, well, I need a, you know, uh, a mixer, you know, to cook my, you know, to help you know, produce my food, and suddenly all these adverts come up, KitchenAid, this, that, you know, wow, this is crazy, you know. But, you know, it's manipulation in my opinion, because I think uh, these adverts are, you know, and also, of course, stories and, you know, uh, videos and things like this, it's all happening with that. So people are being kind of manipulated, in my opinion. I mean, Facebook used to be a a kind of, you know, let's get together and, you know, you have a little community. Now it's it's a different animal altogether. And so so there's that. And then, of course, there's the nanotechnology, which is pretty crazy right now.
So, we'll get into the nanotech in a bit, but as far as the robot technology, again, you think that the Greys uh, provided some of, of the technology to us? All of it, yeah. And they, they signed a deal with Hitler first, and then, of course, with the uh, administration here uh, to transfer it. Uh, so that they could abduct people um, for the technology. You know, there had to be a, um, a two-way process. Okay, so. so the ETs make a deal with us. They give us the artificial intelligence. They abduct us. We, I think, know what happens through the abduction process, uh, through the semen and the sperm and, and the seeming uh, experimentation that goes on in some of these abductees. But then what? Because if they give us this technology, but they could also annihilate us with this technology, do do they have something superior to what they gave us? Yeah, I think they do. But I think also uh, there's certain universal laws in place that they can't just go and take over a planet. You know, there has to be like this is a third dimensional world. So uh, they kind of have to get agreement, um, uh, some sort of agreement that they can do this down here and get agreement from the actual human beings. Uh, otherwise, it violates the universal laws. And th- there's quite a lot of laws. You know, you look at the keys of Enoch, it's the keys of the universe. And so there's certain things that they have to abide by. It's like it's like when the deep state wants That's to... That's considering, uh, you know, that they play by the rules. Um, yeah, well, they have to. I mean, um, I actually chair the Galactic Federation along with two of the Machizdet beings and uh, the Greys were taken off the planet. Uh, I think it was about four. It was June. I think it was about four years ago. Because to be honest, I don't know about yeah. I've lost. I've, I've got a great loss of time over the last two three years. It's just like you know, gone. But they were swept off the planet. And again, all the beings um, had a meeting to look at you know what's the difference between violation and education. Well, you know. Education is, you know, you come to this planet and people say, well, entities attached to you. Is that a violation? It's not. Why is that? Because basically you knew they were going to, you know, you knew that it was interdimensional entities that could attach to you before you came here. Uh, there's a lot of darkness. There's uh, manipulation. There's mind control. You knew all of this. So so when you come down here, it's, it's about learning to actually how to navigate it and manage it. But, you know, if some species comes and says, right, I want to abduct you, I'm going to paralyze you and steal your sperm or steal your eggs, is that a violation? Absolutely. And so they were swept off the planet about, I think it was about four years ago. I don't remember it was June. And now what they're doing is they're very crafty, of course. They're, and this is, you know, they're not allowed in this space-time continuum. So what they're doing is they're coming through in portals and staying in the portal but still manipulating. So uh, that was kind of never expected. So, uh, yeah, so they have to, you know, it's, it's, it's like anything. They have to signal uh, what they're doing in some sort of film or video or something before they do it, and they have them, you know, right throughout history. Um, the things have been signaled, um, you know, it's been deemed as like science fiction, but it's not, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's the universal laws. There's certain laws they have to abide by. But... Um, yeah, that, I mean, giving us the technology to me is 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 a big mistake. You know, I don't think we were ever ready for it. And now we've got this technology. Well, what do you do with it? If it gets in the wrong hands, you know, it can be quite damaging. You know, does it go beyond just monitoring us with some of this technology? Uh, oh yeah, I mean, they can mind control us. They can send you thoughts um, through this nanotechnology. You know, e- even. 
even if you look at, you know, robotics, I mean, they're making like a, a husband or wife of the person. Um, you know, what's that about? You know, who wants to marry a robot? Well, you know, some people do. And because they don't, they don't back chat you, you know, you get everything you need from them. But, you know, but what you're missing is the biggest element of all. That's the love, which you can't, you know, simulate. Love is a God thing, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, of course, you'll get all the, you know, correct languages and I love you, darling. Well, how can a robot love you? Because it's just a, a machine, you know. Um, so very interesting, you know. So to me, it desensitizes people. You know, it's like pornography, you know. Is that AI controlled? Of course it is, you know, because what they want to do is get people addicted to something. And again, you know, if, if people are watching that stuff all day, it desensitizes them. You know, they don't realize there's love in it. You know, it's not about just an act of relief. It's about where's the love in it, you know. Uh, and that's, to me, that's the key. So I think they're trying to desensitize the human race in, in many, many ways. Desensitize us for what reason? Well, desensitize emotionally, so we have no emotions, you know, and uh, they've created narratives that you get desensitized to, so you get used to it, like mass shooting, oh, whatever. And then we you can't know, tell um, each other from the robots because they also lack emotion. Yeah, they've got no emotion at all. I mean, they can simulate them. Oh, I'm feeling upset, you know. Well, of course, a robot can't feel anything. You know, it's just its algorithm saying, oh, you know, I better say I'm upset because uh, that's what my algorithm's kind of pointing to at the moment. Um, but, you know, there's no feelings, there's no love, there's no nothing. So it's a, it's a completely desensitized world. And if we keep manufacturing these robots, and of course, you know, they're going to start taking over many jobs. Like you said, they can write essays. They can do many things. They're not whatever jobs are left. Them. Well, yeah, whatever jobs are left. <laughs> it's crazy world. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm concerned by the desensitization because it's manipulation. I mean, Montauk programming. You know, you've got uh, you know all these different things ran by the CIA to desensitize people, and you know if you. If you keep going, you know, the way they're doing, you know, people are going to have no emotion whatsoever. It's, they're going to be completely numb. Uh, is is it working? Um, to an extent now, absolutely, yeah. I, I really think it is. I mean, you know, you put things about climate change and all different things, and people are absorbing the narrative that, oh, there's a climate change problem. My opinion is <laughs> it's a joke, you know, but that's my opinion. So... But everyone's got their narrative, you know, and who's right or wrong? Well, you know, I spoke to my father about it. He said, well, climate change is caused by cows passing wind. Said, oh, who told you that? Well, it's the BBC. Oh, okay. So I said, well, we fixed it in America. I said, how did you fix it? Well, I gave him tum-tums. You know, so if you give him tum-tums, it settles the stomach, no farting. Climate change is over, you know. But <laughs> they produce these silly narratives, you know. And I was thinking... You're an intelligent guy, you know, you've, you're an accountant, you know, he's 87 now, but, you know, listen to that sort of thing, you know, Project Mockingbird is exactly that, mocking you, and you believe it because it's so outside the box, and so you, you repeat it to others, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, all this mind control stuff is, is working, I mean, you know, they're really good at it, and, um, and I think we've got to start identifying that we need to take our power back and stop listening to all this stuff. And really look what's research, what's going on. And does climate change happen? No. You know, um, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy. 
you mentioned that this AI is being used to send thoughts to people. So is this a, a, a targeted thing? Uh, it can be, yeah. I mean, there's one interesting fact about, you know, being on this planet. There's the starseeds and there's the normal human beings who are recycling and trying to get through life. And starseeds, there's about 400,000 starseeds. Why do they need them here? Well, again, universal law states that even prime creator of the universe, the Mercusdet beings, the Palladians, they can't get involved down here uh, because they're not allowed. It's free will. So how do you get over that uh, fact that, look, you know, human race need help and it's going really south right now. What you do is you bear starseeds. So they've got a high level of uh, DNA, like I've got 84% Mercusdet DNA. Uh, so you can get my soul in, and there's other Actorians, Lumerians, Atlantarians. You know, all these starseed races have been born here um, so that, you know, they can actually pull from the ethers um, beings to come down and help because, of course, they're in a human, human-like body, you know. So, so that's got over that sort of rule of you can't interfere. They can interfere if they're asked for help, and the starseed people, unfortunately, are targeted, and I see it every day, you know. There's so many starseeds, they're very depressed, they're suicidal because they're targeted, A, by entities, B, by uh, AI, you know, and, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of programmed, you know, through thoughts to think, oh, you're useless, that was pathetic, and they think it's their thoughts. It's really not. So one of the things you need to do, I think, is if you feel depressed or anything else, have a look at the thoughts. Is it a you thought or an I thought? If it's an I thought, then it's your thought. If it's you are useless and you, you know, we tend to, because these, because these thoughts come in, we tend to turn them into an I thought. Oh, it's me and it's not. It's an external influence. But again, another universal law is they're not allowed to say I, you know, if it's you. They have to say you. Um, you are useless. You shouldn't be here. Yeah, you, you are pathetic. They can't say I, and it, you know, but they, they bank on the fact that that human being who they're working with will suddenly turn it into an eye thought, oh, I must be useless, you know, because they hear these thoughts 24-7. So again, if you take a step back, you can discern, is that my thought or not? No, 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 it's not mine. Well, and uh, you know, with the power of intent, you could actually remove them. So I think uh, some of us realize that more than others, uh, especially if we're around those with negative thoughts, uh, you know, it, it, it affects those people more than it affects others. So are those negative thoughts being put into this person's head? That's the question. I'm Jeremy Scott, infiltrated tonight with Dr. Christopher Macklin on Into the Paranormal. news. Two major scientific breakthroughs have come to light, one in nuclear fusion-based energy and the other in quantum physics. A team from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California has completed the first ever controlled fusion energy experiment using 192 lasers, which they say produced more charge than it used. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says this is a historic achievement. It's the first time it has ever been done in a laboratory anywhere in the world. Simply put, this is 
one of the most impressive scientific feats of the 21st century. Meanwhile, two teams of physicists have recorded the appearance of light moving simultaneously forward and backward in time. They hope it could help us figure out some of the universe's most mysterious phenomena, like black holes or time travel. I'm George Henry, Paranormal News. What what will the future look like? This is our future. What does AI have in store? They made us too smart, too quick, and too many. Will AI be used to benefit or destroy mankind? It scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows. And the rate of improvement is exponential. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize. We don't censor ourselves. You shouldn't either. Call into the pair of normal anywhere in North America and Canada at 503-506-0396. I am Jeremy Scott. Are we being infiltrated? It does seem like we've come across some people of late uh, who you feel... Uh, that is not their thought. This is not them. It doesn't appear uh, as if I'm talking to insert whatever name here. Could there be some infiltration going on? My guest is Dr. Christopher Macklin, who has written several books. He is also the, well, he is with the Global Enlightenment Project. And uh, we were talking uh, about, you know, thoughts being implanted uh we're talking about mind control now and about artificial intelligence being used uh so if it's putting thoughts into people's minds dr macklin it can then also influence those into action oh absolutely you know i mean um it's interesting because the when people get problems with uh morgellons particles growing in their body uh, and the latest is CRISPR technology affecting people, uh, altering the DNA, splicing genes. What happens with that? Well, what's interesting is from the spiritual aspect, uh, well, from the physical and spiritual aspect, actually, because the DNA has been changed, uh, then the RNA and therefore is directly uh, connected to the immune system. The immune system's not responding properly, so these the nanotech, grows in the body but the biggest thing is because you alter the dna the light body of the dna is not compatible with the soul so the soul can't sit in that body because you know when you when you're born <clears throat> before you're born of course you fertilize egg in the womb becomes a fetus you've got three months to get the soul in so a soul is selected to be compatible to that light body and when it bonds in the you know the fetus grows with that compatibility but what happens is if you have an incompatible body to a soul, it can't stay in it. So what what it does is it, it goes probably an inch or two above the, the body on an umbilical cord, and that's why a lot of people seem kind of checked out at the moment. They're not kind of making sense, but, but they do become kind of a little bit more aggressive. Why is that? Because 
Of course, if your soul's not in your body, it's, it's an open vessel. And then it allows things like archons to come in and, you know, uh, possess it. And we've seen that time and time again, you know, so uh, it's, 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 it's crazy technology. Dr. Macklin, we were talking about, you know, being monitored and then being manipulated. This stuff is also genetically modifying, is that correct, and through what means? Well, CRISPR technology genetically modifies uh, the body. So if you ingest CRISPR technology and you ingest the nanotechnology, when the DNA is altered, the RNA and therefore the immune system, it will allow these nanotech uh, spheres and tubes to start growing in the body. So how, you think, well, how, how does that grow in the body? What do you need for growth? You need carbon-60. So uh, graphene oxide is kind of carbon, yeah. And then they bind various elements with it, like uh, nylons, nylon-3633. They, they bind silicates with it. They also bind um, beryllia, which is a stealth pathogen of Lyme disease. So I was quite, you know, when I first came across this stuff, I was kind of thinking, well, this stuff's like live dead stuff. It's got no soul, but it's actually biologically alive. Um, and what happens, of course, what do you need for growth? Well, the carbon, all the things bound to it. Uh, you, need, you need oxygen, uh, you need moisture, and, and you need warmth. The body's got all that. So what it does is these, these nanotechnology instruments start to grow through the body uh, depending on how the immune response is, and, you know, you become kind of transhuman, you know, which is crazy stuff. And I've seen it with more gallons, and I've seen it more lately with, you know, the other instruments that people are ingesting as well. Um, it's becoming more prevalent. So how would we know if uh, if we have been infiltrated? Well, certainly you know by thought. Um, a lot of people who get this these nanoparticles growing in their body, they report that they feel in like a duality because they feel like between worlds, you know, like in a different dimension, one minute, another dimension they are, uh, and next minute. So they're between the third and the fourth dimension. And uh, so you'd know it because you'd feel really kind of strange, like, wow, I don't feel as I'm here, and then suddenly I'm here. Um, the other thing, if, if you've been infiltrated with particles, they tend to create like plastic, you know, um, well, from the nylon structures, you get plastic both in things like arteries, but it does very often come out of the skin, or you, you get unusual kind of um, hexagon-type instruments coming out of the skin. You get little black dots coming out of the skin, which is part of the particles. So, you know, if you've got that coming out of your skin, you know that, you know, your body's been infiltrated by this stuff. Are there cures for it or ways to minimize the effects? Um, we have an instrument that strips them out. Um, I haven't seen anything else. I mean, people say, well, take pine needle tea and different things. That might cover elements like spike protein, HF microinserts. It might help with that. But these nanobots, I haven't seen anything take them out. Now, it's interesting because people often say, well, if you've got nanobots in you, it's, it's kind of heavy metal, isn't it? And the answer is, um, you know, it's like heavy, heavy metal toxins in your body. It's not. It actually becomes part of your body because it's growing through the tissue. And so if you try and detox uh, using techniques, um, if you try and detox too quickly, you're going to create a problem with your tissue because these instruments are part of the tissue. You know, they become part of you. 
So we use a different technique um, using a cache we called timeline splitting. So what does that do? Well, <clears throat> think about this. You're on a timeline right now. So I'm one or two because that beings who have the permission to split the timeline in two. So what we do is split it in two. You go on a path, divine alignment, complete wellness, where all the instruments are at the body. On the other timeline to the sun, we take a timeline to the sun. What we do is um, bond the particles from the body onto the other timeline. And so they're locked on that timeline and they can't get off it. Now, one of the things about these uh, nanotech particles is they can actually quantum jump into the fourth dimension. They can switch dimensions, and that's one of the problems I had in the early days when I was trying to uh, get rid of these things, because we used to use a thing called space-time continuum energy. And what that does is it breaks down the molecular structure to bedine for the body, but what happens if they switch dimensions? They're not actually there, so you're not doing anything with them. And that was one of the problems in the early days with Morgellons. Now we strip it out of the body using timeline splitting. If they're locked onto a timeline to the sun, if they switch out of this dimension, great, they can stay there. But when they come back, they cannot get off this Akashic Record timeline. They've been bonded to it. And that's one of the uh, key instruments I was looking for uh, to strip this, these diseases out of the body. And that goes, you know, uh, we use it for HIV AIDS, Asia Orange, Morgellons, and... Um, uh, all those sort of things, you know, so. And then uh, furthermore, I, I, I this probably falls under the, the, the manipulation tab, uh, I, I guess, a little bit, but we didn't really talk about it at length, but the altering of thoughts and behaviors. So, uh, you know, as if you're talking with someone and, and you knew they felt a certain way about, you know, whatever, and and now their thoughts have changed, and, and you knew them to behave certain ways, and now that has changed. That could be uh, an an indication of what exactly we're talking about, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's a few influences. One is, like I say, with the CRISPR technology, DNA uh, da damage that it's creating, that creates a problem with the body and the interface with the soul. So the soul checks out, it, it leaves the body effectively. It's not completely, it's an unambulant cord, but it does leave the body. So the person's kind of half connected to their body. And then in come an archon. Now, archons are, um, they float, they have no body. Uh, they're beings, but they have no body. They're energetic. They float through the second, third, or fourth dimension. They just come in and take over the body. And so can Anunnaki, Draconians, and uh, you know Luciferians, and all these these beings, and they have a habit, especially the Anunnaki and Draconians. They tap in the lower back, they'll send you negative thoughts to your spinal column, and you get all these thoughts overwhelming you, like oh, you know, if you go to work, oh, that was pathetic. They don't like you. You 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 are no good. You 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 know, and you get these thoughts so much, you start to get overwhelmed and think they are your thoughts. It's an I thought, and it's not. And that's what I always encourage people really police your thoughts go you know go within is this my thought uh no it's not you know and then you can step back and do something about it I and mean, we help people every day uh you know removing these beings um you know we can uh, do a de complete dna reset if you've had crispr technology or any other technology uh we can actually reset the dna back to the blueprint in the akashic records but uh, it's important to obviously get the stuff out first using the timeline split. And so we have a whole 20-week program uh, that we run every month, you know, to help people with this. 
as far as the nanotechnology, uh, what are the main ways that uh, nanotechnology is being used in all this? Well, it's being used to um, transhumanize people, overtake the body, um, of course. You know, if it's in the brain, it, it's... And by transhumanism, know, humanize, you mean what? I mean, it's you're half nanotech and half human because the stuff grows in your body. But in addition to that, you know, of course, the particles can actually influence your thoughts because the nanotubes have uh, complementary metal oxide transistor arrays in them, which they can receive uh, information from 5G and transmit it back. So from the 5G, they can put thoughts uh, in the uh, neurons in the actual brain. You know, it's, it's crazy stuff, it really is. Uh, absolutely. So we're talking about, uh, well, a a hybrid uh, of source that, sorts then, Dr. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I call it transhumanism, but it is a hybrid. You become a hybrid with nanotechnology, you know. And to me, it's important to get the stuff out as quickly as possible. So what will we find these nanotech particles in? Um, well, uh, I don't really want to mention the word, but needly things. You find it in um, you find it in um, uh, chemtrails. I mean, they're spewed in chemtrails unbelievably. Um, now they're putting them in water. They're dusting them in food, and uh, yeah, they're, they're all over. You know, it's it's a very toxic world, and that's why you know we kind of stay out of the world a lot uh, because I don't really want to be contaminated with nanotechnology. You know, but and you know, people say, well, what are you going to do about chemtrails? Again, it goes back to map of intent. We have a map of intent, or in quotes, prayer. If you say it on the chemtrails, and it's on the website, try it. You know, if you say it to the chemtrails, it'll turn them into uh, um, basically, you know, uh, water. And I've had so many people try it all over the world in England, you know, in Australia, uh, South Africa, everywhere. And it's it's basically, if you say that, it, within five miles, the chemtrails will dissolve. So, and people think, well, we can't do anything about it. We're more powerful than any other nanotechnology or anything else. It's just that we don't realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so how is nanotechnology getting in into foods? They just dust it. They literally just dust it, you know, so they'll, they'll just spray it over. I mean, don't forget, it's 10 to the minus 9 small. Half the time you can't see it. It's like a matte, tiny, tiny speck of dust. If you want to look at these things, you have to. You need an electron microscope, you know, uh, to look at them. But um, yeah, I mean, they and they grow them. You know, they're too small. You can't manufacture them. They grow them, and so this is kind of the the grey technology given to DARPA, who's been using these things for years. But there's another aspect of nanotechnology as well, which is very interesting uh, and probably a little alarming, is the fact that. These things have been developed, so if you dust them on, say, metal and switch them on, and, of course, they have a kill switch frequency, they have a switch on frequency, they can digest metal. They can digest um, uh, concrete, all these sort of things within minutes. I mean, this stuff is crazy. So so they have that technology as well. So you think, well, wow, you know, why do they want that? Well, who knows, you know. Again, if it gets in the wrong hands, it's not a good scenario. And that's why, you know, but the positive side of, you know, nanotechnology is that they can create bots to go into people and work on the heart and 
you know, by remote control and things like this. So it does, there is a positive side to it. But I think, again, you know, with that, with the lack of legislation and with the agendas going on at the moment, um, no, I don't think it's a good thing. Uh, what about water? Uh, is it is it uh, in the water as well? And, and if we filter our water, uh, are we safe that way? Uh, filtering water wouldn't get rid of nanobots because they're too small very often. Um, it, it is in some water, but I think it's mainly in big cities uh, where they have more control. Um, here in the Ozarks, you know, I mean, I'm living... Holliston near Branson, and uh, I, you know I don't really feel it's in the water here, but it's certainly in the uh, water in big cities. So you know you probably need to be buying bottled water from a really um, reputable company, like mm-hmm. an organic type company. You know, I think that's really important. But but of course it's in the chemtrails. I mean, if they spray these things in the air, they're so small they sink through the skin, uh, and that's one of the ways they deliver it into your body. But and you might say, well, why hasn't everyone got Morgellons disease, it depends whether your DNA is altered. Um, the old way was to ingest agrobacterium. That's in GMO foods or it's in, you know, needly things, you know, and uh, if you ingest that, then over a period of time, that'll damage the DNA. Now they use a different technology called CRISPR technology, uh, which splices the genes and damages them that way, you know. So, uh, so. Everyone's got nanobots in their body, but not everyone gets the Morgellons or the stuff replicating, basically because their DNA response, uh, DNA RNA, and therefore immune system response mm-hmm. uh, is very strong and, and prevents it from replicating. Is, so it's a, has there been any scientific research on on you know the dangers of these nanobots, these nanoparticles? Well, I work with a very prominent lady. She's a world-leading industrial toxicologist. She's been working for 30 years. She's actually just retired because they've tried to poison her about 26 times, and she's just fed up with it. But, you know, the woman's a genius, and she taught me, you know, the things about healing, Jeremy, is you you can't heal something if you don't actually understand how it works and operates. And, And so I worked with her for a while, understanding in depth how these things replicate and how they work, so I could create a, a methodology of getting it out of the body. And, uh, you know, um, and yeah, I worked with her ooh, for about the last 14 years. The woman's a genius, you know, and she's even taken people to court um, by measuring frequencies from satellites. Because originally, in the early days with, with Morgellons, it was uh, military satellites and frequencies that were being triggered to the nanobot to see what response you got in the body. And, of course, she could measure all the frequencies, and from that she she, she had a number of court cases and one, you know, because she could see the bandwidth, who's actually registered uh, for that bandwidth. Very often it was DARPA or somebody like that. So. What are some of the other ways that we are being poisoned? Well, um they can dust things on you. I mean, I got dusted with a bioweapon seven years ago when I was in Los Angeles. And it was very interesting. I knew it, you know, because I, I've just felt something on my arm. And, you know, with these bioweapons, they can spray stuff. And what I found in my body, you know, we did a toxicology report in my body. I found two malaria, uh, and that's from rats. Uh, it's, a, it's a very prominent bacteria that's pretty dangerous. So... And, you know, if you look on the internet, it's, of course, it's, it's, it's um, the MI6 uh, have a lot of this stuff. 
And what they've done is they've bound it with a solvent. So, of course, you know, if you spray someone, the solvent will take that bacteria into the body. And then they had a binding agent which bound the um, bacteria to the cells. And so I got really sick, you know, that, wow, you know, and I had massive temperature. But I did work on myself and I was okay. But then it was interesting, the the stuff collecting on a little tuber at the side of my ear. Um, so um, we've got rid of it. So I'm just working on the tumor now to get rid of it, you know. But um, it was quite an education. So that there's many ways they, you know, they can make you sick. I mean, of course, the other way is emotion. You know, most people get sick with emotion by ingesting. You know, we ingest as a human race way too much emotion. You know, we're supposed to live on settlements. We're supposed to do bartering. You know, the, the chief, I mean, if you look at the Native American, the chief was in charge. He was in, interested in the people. You had the medicine man. You go to him and you have all these different potions that could make you well. Um, but now, you know, we live in a society where it's all about money and there's a lot of greed and, you know, the whole thing slanted towards the very rich people. The average person street isn't that well off and has to go to work and struggles to pay the bills, struggles to pay the IRS. It's a slave planet, and I think, you know, a lot of people are getting sick because of that. You know, it seemed when we were growing up and, and hearing about robots, it was always a, a fantasy thing, and at least it was our belief that these were would be things that, that humans would take on not necessarily what we we'd, we'd become but here we are dr macklin oh yeah absolutely they seem fancy and now it's becoming reality but of course the transition has been so quick that i think you know there's a lack of any sort of monitoring governmental monitoring legislation but then if there was i mean you know <laughs> can we trust them to actually do it anyway and the answer is probably not right now i think the whole world's in a, an interesting transition but I think, you know, it does need monitoring. It needs legislation. It needs to be stopping people from uh, doing damage to people's bodies and use it for good. You know, there's always a good and bad element in everything, you know. We will continue with uh, Dr. Christopher Macklin, author of History, Truth, and Healing, HIV, AIDS, Agent Orange, Gulf War Syndrome, Morgellons, and Lyme Disease, and with the Global Enlightenment Project. More on our program, Infiltrated, on Into the Parabnormal. Thank you for making Into the Parabnormal the number one podcast on TalkStream Live's Paranormal Radio app. There's a parallel universe There that separates us From all we perceive True reality Open the gate, let the truth be Part paranormal and part abnormal. There's nothing ordinary about what's on your speakers. Into the Paranormal with Jeremy Scott. We will be here next weekend for Christmas, friends. Hope you'll join us then. Into the Paranormal continues tonight. We're being infiltrated. 
We're being infiltrated with, uh, with with technology, artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, uh, not to mention the censorship uh, that that is going on and the restriction of information. If you feel the same way, just know that you're not alone. Dr. Macklin was talking before the break about how seemingly this this is really ramped up and has ramped up quick and maybe it might be time for some some regulation right absolutely you know it needs regulation and there's there's nothing there you know i mean if you listen to elon musk i mean he's he's talking about there's no regulation of anything everyone's doing their own thing and you know uh, they're advancing very quickly uh to the point of i think a lot of these robots, if they had quantum computers, because they can make them quite small now. And so if they had a quantum computer, you could imagine the speed of the algorithms, the speed of learning, what the robot can actually do. Um, you know, there's definitely need some sort of regulation to make sure that who produces these algorithms isn't trying to damage the human race, you know. So, absolutely. Yeah, and then the other part is who's in charge of that, right? Uh Yeah. Tends to always be the guys with the big money, <laughs> so, uh, you know, which could be uh, who? Well, people, you know, Illuminati people, you mm-hmm. know, Vanguard, Black Rock, all these people, you know, they're, they're they they all the names them. we're not supposed to say. Yeah, now all the names we're not supposed to say, <laughs> and the other ones, yeah, you know, who are controlling the planet? You know, mostly big big tech corporations. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe the politicians have uh, been taken over by robots, some of them at least. Well, I think I think there's definitely human hybrids because a lot of these politicians, you know, I mean, we have the Constitution, thank goodness, in this country. Is it being followed? Probably not, you know, right now. Uh, I think the, the, the United States of America has become quite lawless, in my opinion. Again, it's my opinion. But I think... Um, a lot of these people who are in the deep state, sort of, you know, um, whatever you want, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, um, are reptilian hybrids. But one of the biggest problems of this planet is not really these politicians and the reptilian hybrids. It's the actual beings underneath the planet. And people don't realize that. I mean, what do you mean by beings underneath the planet? You know, why do you think that they're trying to block out the sun? And they're doing everything to try and spew things, you know, so the sun, they block out the sun. Of course, plant life will be affected. Why is that? Because the reptilians underneath the planet, which is the uh, Anunnaki, Draconians, Luciferians, they can't breathe the same level of oxygen and they've stayed under the planet for a very long time, but they actually now want to come up on top of the planet. And actually, we're cattle fodder to them, so... Uh, do you want them on the actual surface of the planet? Probably not. So, but of course, they can't come up without reducing the oxygen level um, because they don't breathe that level of oxygen. So, there's so many instruments that happen. You know, you look at harp. I mean, harp can change the weather. You know, uh, by heating the upper atmosphere, uh, they can change it into tsunamis. They can change change it into you know cold, you know, ice age type things. Uh, these are very powerful instruments, and they're, they're all over the world. So. You know, there's a ton of manipulation going on. Is there something that the human race offers? Because I'm wondering why they're even part of this equation. I mean, why don't they just annihilate us? 
Uh, well, again, there's universal laws. They have to do it within the universal law. And so they have to tell you before they do it. And they've been telling us uh, in the form of movies, in the form of many different things. Adverts. And again, this is according uh, to? Th- th- this is basically, you know, with the agenda uh, that they're actually producing. But they have to tell us first. And very often it's in some sort of fancy movie, you know, where they tell you show what's happening. But uh, as long as they've actually told us, they can actually do these things. And that's why in the 80s, you've had different films about different uh, sci-fi films, um, things happening, which is exactly what's happening now. So it's it's an interesting time. When we talk about, you know, some of this nanotech, well, are there ways that, that we can, besides, you know, the product that you offer, are there other ways that we can start to rid uh, our lives of it? Well, they'll kind of stay in the body, but, you know, one of the biggest things for me is is taking your power back and getting your immune system working. You know, uh, one of the biggest things that affects the immune, of course, is, is emotion. You know, think about this. I mean, the main parts of the immune system um, is the thymus and spleen. Thymus below your chest, spleen further down. And the thymus is very close to the heart chakra. It produces T-cells and creates antibodies. So, if you ingest an absolute ton of emotion over a period of time, it will start to paralyze the thymus and therefore the T-cells reduce and therefore uh, you're not creating antibodies to take care of all this stuff. I mean, I believe in, in the, the human body. It's, it's an incredible instrument. If you look at, you know, if you stand in front of a mirror and look at what it's doing and really think about the whole content within your body and what's happening, it, it's like astounding, you know, because it takes care of everything. It's very adaptive, you know, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, um, giving exercise, getting sometimes the flu or something else, because then it creates antibodies all by itself. You don't need all these other things, instruments out there. And, uh, you know, it, it takes care of it really well. I've always been, uh, I've always wondered uh, who would be responsible if if some sort of machine acted up and was responsible for killing you know, a flesh and blood uh, like one of you and I? That's a good question, actually. And the answer is, who would be responsible? Can you make a machine responsible? I, I can go, can I go a stage further with that? Because I think this is a really important question. Please do. Um, can I give an example? I'm going to give an example of Ted Bundy, the serial killer. And I watched the uh, episode that they have, you know, they had a documentary on what happened and and I was really interested to see how uh, a normal human being can chop up like 36 women, you know, and kill them. And, you know, there's got to be something wrong. So, anyway, I was watching the, what a documentary show, how it works, and he was on death row, and then a uh, well-known uh, journalist went to see him. And he said it was incredible. He said, if I asked him in a third party, well, how would you do this? Oh, well, you know, he just explained the whole thing. This is how you do it, and you know, he said, if I asked him directly, like, how do you do it? His eyes went black. He got really aggressive. And I thought, oh, there we go. What does that actually mean? It means he was completely possessed by a really dark entity driving him to do things that maybe he didn't want to. And so you look at that and you think, well, who's responsible for that? And the answer is, you know, should he have been on death row? And the answer is, I don't know, you know. You, you can't make that discernment because the entity was controlling him. So is it the entity's fault? Of course it is. This entity wants to kill people. 
So, you know, it, it's the same with a robot. You know, if, you, if a robot killed somebody. But a, I mean, but a human at some point created itself, right? Uh, created the, 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 the artificial intelligence, right? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like Ted Bundy. If, if an entity, if he got depressed, you know, entities, people get possession because their vibration drops. So say something happens bad in their life, they get abused or something else. Uh, vibration drops. And when your vibrations at the level of these low vibrational beings, they can attach to you. Once they're attached to you, if you don't realize they're attached to you, then they start saying your thoughts and, oh, you should do this and that. And, you know, to the point of almost complete possession where, you know, mm-hmm. you can see the entity within someone's eyes. It's that, it's that crazy. So, you know, again, who's responsible for the death of those women? And again, like you say, with a robot, who's responsible for that? And to me, it's the, it's the manufacturers who are responsible for it because mm-hmm. the robot's just doing what it was programmed to do through its AI technology. So, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting question. And taking that a step further, uh, what about when the thoughts implanted through these means uh, result in some form of action? Same thing, yeah. If, if these thoughts are just, you know, people people get psychotic after a bit because, you know, if you've got an empty attachment or, you know, you're getting these thoughts from AI bots, uh, you know, nanotech, um, these thoughts are relentless. And so you just get these thoughts all the time and they're coming in 24-7. It never rests even when you go to sleep. And, of course, you know, with a lack of sleep and a lack of depression and everything else, people get psychotic. So, yeah, it's, 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 to me, it's the external influences. And no average human being in the world could not go and do that, what Ted Bundy did. Just no way. There's got to be something else uh, influence. And there was, you know, so very interesting. Well, like mind control? Yeah, mind control, yeah. I mean, you know, mind control. I, I had a lady who was an Illuminati fallout child. Uh, from the age of three, you know, she went through some terrible... I don't really want to explain them on here because it had me in tears when I was listening to it. I did a lot of work on her to change those past timelines to get positivity. And she got to a place where she's doing great. But I realized also there was a... Uh, a program in her mind that if she saw something in the news, like in the paper with certain words collated in a certain way, you know, in a certain sentence, that would trigger her to do something crazy. And so I actually told her, you need to fly into, she actually flew into Branson, spent the weekend. We took that programming out and she's, she's been great ever since. But uh, this is the level of mind control they can do, you know. Mind control that might just push somebody over the edge, huh? Absolutely. Just by triggering just uh, a, a, a particular sentence in a newspaper, you know, they might go into something crazy. That's the level, you know, that's the level of uh, they've got to. They're very clever at doing this. We're getting people so wound up, they, they perceive things uh, differently. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, psychosis is kind of like that. You know, they get so wound up, they, they you know, they get PTSD and uh, then they're kind of not in control themselves, you know. And, you know, I see that a lot as well, psychotic behavior, especially with Morgellons, because, you know, if you've got if you've got plastic coming out of your skin, it used to be that when people went to the doctor, oh, I've got plastic, oh, you just put it there, you know. Or you've got little um, spheres coming out of your skin or, or little, like, hexagon-type things coming out of your skin. And, you know, we've looked under these on the microscope. They have U.S. 
USA patents to them. They've got patent numbers, and we looked up the patents, and yeah, you know, uh, these things have been uh, grown, and it's just incredible. These are what coming from uh, companies within the U.S. or or from the government? Uh, from the government, mainly Gov- DARPA. Government patents. Yeah, yeah, government patents, and you know, like I say, the stuff. You know, if if things like that come out of your skin, you know, that's going to make anyone psychotic. But you also get like this feeling of crawling as well because the stuff is growing through your body. It start it starts to create a network because they're all connected together. They all transmit the C frequencies, so they all assemble each other, themselves within the body, and they also grow as well. So it's it's quite a, a crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, you know, this 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 nanotechnology really makes people go south. I think my personal opinion is I think it's the worst disease on the planet. You know, it makes cancer look like a walk in the park, and that's not a walk in the park, of course. I'm not trying to put down cancer, but. This nanotechnology, you know, I've dealt with so many people with it. It's horrendous, really is. Okay, when you say you've you've dealt with people, well, what are you seeing? Well, what I'm seeing is, you know, uh, depending on the immune response, this is with the Morgellons particles, which is now in other things as well, as we know. Um, what I'm seeing, what I've seen is, you know, like, Depending on what chromosomes damaged, the immune response actually created bugs, like opaque-type bugs. And what happened is, you know, certainly several people I've, I've dealt with in the past, the bugs, what happens, you get like a little like lesion, and the bug will just walk out. You know, it looks like a fly or like a spider, but they're opaque. They're not the usual-looking things, and they walk out the skin. And, of course, you know, if you go to the doctor, oh, I think you need to see a psychiatrist. This stuff is real, you know, and the CDC... Um, well, the CDC, what do you say about them? But they actually acknowledged uh, Morgellons as a disease about two years ago. Before that, they people go to doctors and say, oh, you just need to go and see a psychiatrist, you're nuts. But these people are nuts, you know. They've had a pretty tough time of it. Uh, the effects of, well, I guess the capabilities, a, a better way of saying it, of AI and nanotechnology are, are really endless, Right? Endless. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, you know, with some, some of the nanotechnology, you can dissolve, like, bridges. You can dissolve you can dissolve troops. You know, you can spray out the troops, press a button, pff, dissolves the troops. You know, also with the nanospheres, and this is interesting with Dr. Hildy, and I always give this example. Um, she was involved in a case where three nuns, sorry, no, six nuns left the Vatican, and they were dusted by a drone with smart dust and every single one got a different disease like unusual diseases one had anthrax one had this that and the other um where did that come from well as well as the nanotubes you have nanospheres um did i, I don't know i mentioned this before a nanosphere is like a football but it's 10 to the minus 9 small and what they do is they've they've got like 92 holes and they can load these uh, nanospheres with 92 different viruses of course, they cover them over, and they're in your body. So how do you trigger them? Well, 5G frequencies, different frequencies will release one particular virus. And that's what happened with the nuns. They all got the same smart dust, but everyone got, every one of them got a, a different uh, disease. And so she took them to court, and they won. You know, it was very hush-hush, of course. But, you know, these poor nuns, and luckily Dr. Hildy knew how to 
um, how to work with the poisons within their body, and she got them well again. So these things really happen. People say, oh, this sounds like sci-fi. It's really not. It's real, you know, because I deal with it. Uh, and this is an attack on on a variety of uh, of fronts. Uh, obviously, those that we've discussed, probably those that we haven't discussed. Um, and so, for those who are tuning in just now, uh, the agenda is what? Well, the agenda is, I think, to dep- depopulate the planet. Maybe ninety percent of the population gone. Um, it's not happening, of course, but I think that's that's what the agenda is uh, by the deep state, whatever you want to call them. You know. Um, Illuminati, and then they want to get the reptilians on the top of the planet. And you've got to remember that these reptilians were fodder to them, you know, were food to them, you know. I mean, if you look at the child trafficking, it goes beyond just, you know, sex trafficking, whatever. They actually produce kids to feed to these reptilians under the planet. And people say, nah, it can't be in America. Well, it is. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of contacts, a lot of high places, and uh, this has been going on for many, many years. So, and that's why, you know, there's so many children produced. Um, it's not, you know, they harvest organs and all this sort of thing. It's just, you know, if you look at the whole thing, the whole the whole planet, you know, people often say to me, well, there must be something that's not hijacked. Say, oh, hang on a minute, let's have a think. Um, oh, that would be everything. <laughs> Everything's hijacked. And so, you know, it's a lot, and that's why people often say, well, you know, why doesn't the transition happen? Why don't they take the current administration out? Why do they do this? Why do they do that? The answer is because it's so deep and wide, it's no use just getting rid of them. You've got to do something about, you know, the rest of it, and it's so deep and wide, it's all over the world. If you don't do that, it'll all come back within 50 years. So it's it's quite a transition, and it's quite a, you know, <laughs> it's really big. It out. All right, Dr. Macklin, we'll let him uh, catch his breath there. We are getting ready to take our bottom of the hour break, but, uh, you know, this really a uh, an attack on the, the body, uh, the mind, and also the soul as well, it does appear. Uh, Dr. Macklin, uh, before we hit our bottom of the hour break, I know that uh, you do some healing sessions uh, and, and we can talk about that a little bit more after the break, but uh, tell us how folks can sign up for that if they're interested. Yeah, if you're interested, we do one-to-one sessions. We do specialized groups where we have up to 20 people on. We speak to everyone and do the healing tailored to their needs. Uh, we do three times a week. You know, One of the things I always want to do is make sure that everyone gets a healing because it is a charity. So we do healing three times a week, Monday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time, and it's by donation. I always tell people, look, if you don't have any money, it's okay. Please come on, because it's in this in this day, you know, this time, you know, we really need to start healing ourselves and getting back to our sovereign being. You know, the day the guru is over, you are your own guru, and so you know, it's important to get that power back, which means there's a lot of work to do: release an emotion, get a vibration up. You know where. Um, you're taking your power back and you feel amazing again. 
All right, we'll continue after the bottom of the hour break. News coming up with George Henry. I'm Jeremy Scott from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest with Dr. Christopher Macklin of the Global Enlightenment Project and author of History, Truth, and Healing. We're going to dig more, th- more into that and more with him when we come back on Into the Paranormal, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Another chapter is in the books at NASA as the uncrewed Artemis 1 spacecraft returns home from its 25-day, 1.4-million-mile journey around the moon. An Orion capsule landed off the coast of Mexico's Baja coast last Sunday. From Tranquility Base to Taurus Litro to the tranquil waters of the Pacific, the latest chapter of NASA's journey to the moon comes to a close. Orion, back on Earth. Next, Artemis 2 is planning to carry astronauts into orbit around the moon in 2024 and return humans to the surface as early as 2025. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says this time will be different from the Apollo mission. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create in order to go on out into the cosmos to further explore. I'm George Henry, Paranormal News. I think we're on the cusp of a type of brain augmentation that will transform the way that we are as humans. Interactions with technology where devices feel like they become part of you. Taking a human brain that has been in a human body and giving it a robot body. The truth is far more abnormal than we want to believe. You're headed somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Into the paranormal. Infiltrated, I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the paranormal. Somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. 503-506-0396 inside or outside North America. And ITP on uh, 51 on Skype, uh, Dr. Christopher Macklin is my guest. So as far as the, you know, the part human thing, uh, how is this, again, altering our DNA? How is it altering the DNA? Well... This CRISPR technology is the technology which they're using now that they can alter the RNA, DNA. I mean, to me, it's all connected. They try to keep saying that the RNA is separate from the DNA. It's really not. It's all connected together. So when you splice uh, the genetics, you know, and take certain chromosomes out, um, it becomes a problem. So, Can this also be used to uh, give one, say, superhuman abilities? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think they've got. I think they've got the ability, and they have done that with super soldiers. You know, they've uh, they've altered the DNA. So the same technology at, at at play here, yeah, seemingly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it makes super soldiers where they're, you know, completely different. Their bodies are really strong. and uh, Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there a tie-in here to diseases as well? Say maybe artificially yeah. uh, manufactured diseases? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, HIV, AIDS, manufactured gain of function from uh, pathogens, st- their stealth pathogens, brilliant Lyme, manufactured. Uh, Morgellons, manufactured. If you have Morgellons, you have Lyme disease because the uh, Borrelia is bound to the particles. And then, of course, yeah, and then you've got the stuff that's going on at the moment. I don't even want to mention it, but uh, we all know what it is. And that's also manufactured uh, as well, you know, because it's got the particles in it. So, yeah, the, all these things are manufactured. But there's other syndromes uh, and, and outbreaks throughout time in which we've we've seen this, uh, correct? Yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, there's certain syndromes, like, you know, autism has become a big thing. Why is that? Because the, the contents of what they've ingested uh, as a young child um, goes to the blood-brain barrier, and, you know, like heavy metals block the pathways. Uh, serums can create encephalitis, swelling the brain. So we've got record numbers of, of, of children who have got autism. It doesn't make sense, you know. Well, it does make sense to me, but again, it's it's dumbing, dumbing people down, you know. I mean, I, I've i got an autistic daughter, Bella, you know. I adopted her uh, when I married my wife five years ago. I adopted her about three and a half years ago, and she's a great girl, really, really evolved, really evolved. I can talk to her telepathically. But she just has a trouble in trying to interface between, you know, the mind and also the muscles. And so, bless her heart, and she gets frustrated, you know, uh, anyone would. And there's there's many, many children like that. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy stuff. Uh, and so, again, these are our, our children who could have been uh, mind-controlled, uh, uh, tortured, uh, worse. Well, they are, but most of them are just damaged with, um, you know, needy things. And I think they're very gifted. Um, if they hadn't have been damaged, they would be so evolved that it was untrue. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids like Bella, you know, my daughter, she's so evolved. It's, it's incredible. She's she, she can read minds, you know, she's, she's really evolved. I can read her mind as well. So it's pretty incredible. And uh, very gifted. She sees things that other people don't. Um, you know, and I think what they're trying to do is dumb these, what I call starseed children down because they don't want them to be evolved. And so, of course, then they become autistic. They can't interface to the outside world. Mm. So uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, that Morgellons and, and Lyme disease are, are basically one in the same, correct? Well, they're different. You can get Lyme disease, but you don't necessarily get Morgellons. If you have Morgellons disease, you definitely have Lyme because the uh, stealth pathogen is bonded into the nanoparticle. So it's a stealth pathogen. It's a, a spir- as they call it, a spirochete. Yeah, uh, like a square is a rectangle, helps. but a rectangle is always a square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it replicates. The thing is about stealth pathogens, if you look at pathogens, like things like you know, Epstein-Barr and herpes viruses, they grow at a rate. They just steadily grow. You know, they're not exponential. With stealth pathogens, it's like a stealth bomber. It actually grows exponentially, and it it destroys the immune system because 
and it keeps morphing as well, which is really interesting. So the immune system, you know, the antibodies, T-cells are after, you know, the stealth pathogen. It keeps morphing, they try and find it, keeps morphing. It's like having a stealth bomber in front and, and a slow one behind, you know, it keeps it keeps twisting and turning and the jet behind is trying to find it. And, you know, eventually what happens is uh, the immune just runs out of steam and bang, you know, and then you don't really die of uh, Lyme per se. You you end up in trouble with things like cancers and that because the the immune's just shot. You know, it's 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 spent. And so, a, a, a situation like with with Morgellons, where you mentioned that people are what are they pulling pieces, uh, or or do they have to have it surgically removed? Uh, the plastic bits from their skin. Oh, no. Well, it comes through, and it's really painful. So what they tend to do is, like, pull it out. You get strings of, like, plastic coming out of your skin. You can get, you know, like a little bump, and suddenly a, a, a weird hexagon thing comes out of your skin, which is the silicates. Um, again, chromosome 53, if it affects that, then you get bugs. I mean, imagine, you know, if you had a bug, you know, you're just sitting watching TV or doing something, and a bug walks out your hip. And it's like a little opaque fly, you know. It uh, suddenly a hole appears. It walks out your skin. I mean, this is this this really makes people psychotic, and you know, I I feel for them because you know it's it's not it's not a great disease, both mentally and obviously physically as well. And you know, if you leave it, it it just keeps replicating the body to the point where it overtakes the body. So you know, like I say, we have a. We have a protocol to strip it out and mm-hmm. reset the DNA back to the blueprint, and I'm really pleased with that. You know, worked on about 500 people. It's had incredible effects. Yeah. So a, a condition largely where people uh, feel it, pain from objects or crawling uh, sensations on their arms. Uh, their yeah, skin. yeah. I mean, I had one nurse where they were, they were monitoring her. So what happened is at a particular time at night, they would switch on the satellite frequencies, and she felt the body was completely burning up. It heated up. The the Morgellons particles were moving. So what so we did a burning we, sensation at times. Oh yeah, at times. And so so what we did to fix that is we got we we created a Faraday cage. So we looked at the frequency, and in fact, I didn't create it. Doctor Hilde created it. She looked at the frequency, and you know, half wavelength is is the size of the hole. They were absolutely tiny. So she got someone to manufacture it, and this girl had to sleep in a Faraday cage to block out the signals. Otherwise, she couldn't sleep because they had it on all night. You know, And, of course, they're, what they're doing by monitoring, they're also receiving the frequencies back so they can see what the body's doing. You know, if you're under stress, if, you know, if your brainwave, brain patterns, you know, your heart rate's really accelerated, they were monitoring her. You know, they're using her as a guinea pig, bless her heart. You know, well, I want, to point some, I want to point something out here. In both of these cases, in in Morgellons and in Lyme disease, both have been explained away as a mental illness, which if somebody was mind-controlled, uh, it very well may appear that they have a mental illness and, and they may have a mental illness, but it's because yeah. they've been mind-controlled. Absolutely, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, who wouldn't have a mental illness? I mean, the thing is, you know, Jeremy, if you look at the star seeds, most people are on the spectrum. I mean, I'm on the spectrum. I've got OCD. Um, you know, I operate differently and struggle in this standard world. You know, I don't fit in very well. 
Because if I talk about stuff, they think you're absolutely barking mad, you know. I mean, I think my my father told us barking mad like two years ago. And I, wow, what a compliment. Thanks, Dad. It's the best thing you've ever told me, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's, but, but, you know, we don't fit in. You don't fit in. I don't fit in. My wife doesn't fit in. And it's because we don't behave like the average person in the street. But, you know, starseeds are pretty evolved. But, you know, because they don't fit in this world, they get, you know, they're empaths. They get, like, ADD, ADHD, PTSD, you know, anxiety. I mean, you know, I feel for people all the time. I'm a huge empath, but I've had to learn to manage it in this world because if you open yourself up to the whole world, you know, it'd end up killing you. You'd be six foot under. And it's the same with the healings. I mean, we do about 2,000 healing sessions a week, general groups, specialized groups, and one-to-ones. And, you know, if I took all that energy on, I would be six foot under by now. So, you know, I do it in a different way using portal systems, which is great. So it's really important to learn to navigate this planet, be of it, but not in it, you know. And I always recommend, you know, we get a lot of starseeds coming to us because they don't know what to do themselves, you know. And, of course, you've just got to focus, you know. You have very few mates, you know, friends. Um, the friends you do have should be amazing. The friends that berate you, you just need to set boundaries and say, you know what, you don't need to be in my space. I love you, but at a distance. And, you know, then you can have a great life where you've got really great people. There will only be two or three, maybe even one, you know. And, you know, get back to nature. You know, we, we love nature. We've got a 42-acre site where we're building a house. We go amongst the trees, and the trees, they're amazing beings because if you sit amongst them, they take all the alkaline energy away. You think, wow, I feel amazing, you know. Um, get back to cooking your own food. Get back to basics, you know. Put some music on. Dance around like a mad person. Have a laugh, you know, because... That's what life's all about. But people have lost that at the moment. I've seen so many people this Christmas thing. Ah, it's Christmas, and they've, they've lost the spark for life. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at what you do have and get it back. You know, I think that's really important. As far as all of these epidemics, pandemics, whatever, facing the world today, uh, is there something bigger at play here when it has uh, you know, to do with the whole balance uh, of power on the planet? It is. I mean, I call them pandemics. you know. I don't know if I'm meant to mention that on here, but I think it's all an absolute pile of nonsense. I know where this stuff came from. I know the models they used. Um, uh, COVID SARS-2, there's no SARS-2 in it. It's just a coronavirus. It's been around. Coronavirus has been around for 30 years. Manufactured, yeah. Gain of function, yeah. But it's the flu. It's a bad flu, but it's the flu. People aren't dying of it, you know. Uh, people are certainly dying now uh, with the results of what they've decided to do. So, but coronavirus is, you know, it's just a bad flu. And now and again, you get it, you know. I mean, I haven't been ill for 15 years. I got a sniffly cold about a few weeks ago and a bit of aching. I was like, oh, and it disappeared. But I never get sick because I keep my vibration really high. That That's the biggest thing you can do. Get your vibration high. Do things that really give you passion, you know. And in that way, um, you'll never get sick. Never? Never. You know, the primary cause of cancer, um, you know, again, from my perspective, is emotion. Secondary cause is pathogens like Epstein-Barr or some herpes viral um, mutating the cells turn into tumors. And it mutates the cells where the, the vi- where the emotion is bleeding into the body at a particular place like the breast or the womb or wherever. Um because of the low vibration, the pathogens mutate the cells. So to me, the key is keeping your vibration really high. 
And, and that takes work. You know, people say, well, I want to get to a high vibrational state, but you've got to transmute the emotion because most people, again, the starseed people, um, you go through the mill because your parents don't get you. They think you're nuts. I mean, you know, take example mine, they think I'm nuts. And, and that's okay, but, you know, they've never got me. I've never fitted in, you know, and I hear this every day. And so it's a very lonely journey. And so you've got to release the emotion related to that and uh, get back on track again. Uh, was it any different with the monkeypox uh, virus which came in this year? Uh, yeah, pile of nonsense. Absolute pile of nonsense. Uh, if you look at the symptoms, um looks a little bit like, you know, um, herpes-related viruses, shingles, you know, so there's no difference between the two. Again, you know, I think they're producing things to try and people to take these jabs, you know, the vaccines and that. And so they're doing their best, you know, we've had the moron variant, or I told my father, I said, it's not the moron variant, it's the Omicron variant. I said, oh, I think it's the moron variant, but hey, you know, and it's just nonsense. I mean, things mutate uh, probably about a thousand times every hour. So you don't just get one mutation, you get a lot of mutations. But again, going back to the immune system, um, if you get your high vibration, you're not going to get so much affected. You're going to get a little bit of snifflies and feel bad. But, you know, if you look at what's interesting, and I'm, I want to share this with you. So 2017, I went to be an American citizen. So, and of course, you have to learn things. What's the population of America at that time? 363 million people okay so i wasn't thinking about it and about oh, i don't know two three months ago the because that beans i was talking to they said go and check the population right now so i checked the population it's gone down to 228.2 million people and i was thinking wow that's a huge difference you know and where have they gone well they're, they're not here because of all this pandemic nonsense and Anyway, I looked on Google and looked on different things, and if you look, they've doctored all the figures back to look like 228.2 million people. So, But I know it was different because I had it written on governmental, you know, like uh, a governmental book saying how many people, the population of the United States. So very interesting. You know, all these things are there, and, you know, people aren't saying, where is all the people? I mean, I went to Best Buy the other day because we were treating somebody to a, a new range because they'd have cooking facilities and we're a charity. And, you know, I was talking to the girl. I said, we can't get staff. There's no, there's nobody around. <laughs> she said, where are they? I said, oh, um, probably about six foot under, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's a definitely massive loss of people. So very interesting. Yeah, I wonder what's happened to, uh, <laughs> to the state of uh, all that. Um Dr. Macklin, we appreciate you you coming on the program tonight. Um, any final thoughts? Yeah, to me, it's just, you know, keep your vibration up. You know, look at positivity all the time. Look at what you do have. You know, people say, oh, you know, yeah, I haven't got much money. But look at what you do have. You know, I've got a plate of food on the table tonight. Wow, that's huge because I've been in situations for 21 days where I had no food. So I look at all the blessings that you have in life, and if you turn that around, you know, once you once you learn to be grateful every second and minute of every day, things actually change in your life. And um, yeah, just just look at positivity. You know, do the things you really enjoy. You know, forget about everything else. Do things you really enjoy, and try and find your God-given passion. You know, everyone's got a gift from God. I mean, you know, I, I do healing. 
other people, you know, like a chef. I mean, if I went into Hell's Kitchen and I said, well, you got three ingredients, you've got to produce something amazing, uh, mine would taste awful because I don't know what goes together naturally. And other chefs do. They could create something out of nothing. And, wow, it's amazing. So everyone's got a gift, sculpting, painting, whatever it is, you know. Try and find that natural gift that you don't even have to try. You can just do it. And I think, you know, you can get some passion out of that. Uh, that's really important to find your God-given passion and find your God-given gift. And uh, tell the audience again where they can sign up for your weekly uh, healings. Yeah, if you do, go to globalenlightenmentproject.com and it's all there. If you want to look at the protocol to strip the vaccines out or get rid of Morgellons or Lyme disease, it's all there. If you want to do the, um, you know, the uh, three weekly um, healing sessions, you know, you can sign up for those. You know, it's by donation. If you, if you don't have any money, please don't, never shame yourself. You know, I've been there with no money at particular times of my life. I know what it's like, you know, and that's why we offer them. And we can specialize groups, one-to-one sessions. There's lots of meditations to boost the immune system. There's plenty of th- instruments there to really help you. All right. Dr. Christopher Macklin, we do appreciate you coming on the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Bless your heart. As you as well. Uh, and friends, and, and we will be here next weekend uh, because it is Christmas weekend, uh, Christmas week. Uh, it is important to many of you to have uh company uh through these days and through these nights some of these cold winter nights getting cold and colder out here in the pacific northwest uh nowhere near uh what it is in in other parts of the country so i'm always grateful for that and grateful that you tune in as well uh to this program and uh, continue to support the program, and I want to welcome on board tonight uh, KGRA, KGRA DB joining us tonight for the very first time. I want to thank uh, Skywatcher and uh, the whole team at uh, KGRA for bringing the the program on. Uh, I've wanted to be uh, affiliated with, uh, with with the station for some time, and I think we we struck that nerve, or at least the the audience did, uh, with with them to bring us on board so we appreciate that and uh, joining the program tonight for the very first time so we will talk to you next week friends in the meantime if you wouldn't mind going over to our youtube channel and checking out podcast plus ultimate it's where you can stream the show live and chat with us and also get access for the first seven days to the podcast on podcast plus ultimate over on our youtube channel and uh, we appreciate your support there as well. Also, through the end of the month, with that code Jeremy5 at getthetea.com, you can save an additional $5 off your order. And, of course, that two-for-one sale is only going on for so long. So make sure you take advantage of that. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I am Jeremy Scott. Good night. And God bless.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.